On this episode of The Failure Report, we examine how Kim Lewis went from being a single mother without a plan to becoming a serial entrepreneur and a government contractor. Kim, thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate you taking time to be just here. I'm in beautiful Huntsville, Alabama. I lived here for 20 plus years. Okay. Uh, so this became home for me. And I followed you, your career, XYZ, your husband, your beautiful family, um, for years when I lived here. And then, of course, we get to stay in contact via social. So thank yeah. you. I no, appreciate it. I am just honored that you'd asked me to participate. Absolutely. So thank you. Absolutely. So we're going <laughs> to congratulations on the whole thing. I've, I've watched several other shows. Thank you. It's been great. Hey, so thanks for the support. <laughs> it's been fun. I love talking about, I love talking to business owners about mm -hmm. their professional failures. Our whole mission is to just remove the isolation involved mm -hmm. with A, in business, and then with failing in business, because mm -hmm. we, we don't like to make that public. It doesn't make our resume. You know what I mean? No one puts on the resume. And then this business failed. And so <laughs> no one adds that part. But we, I love having those discussions. And you're just candid and honest about life. And yeah. I appreciate that. So, But I want to start with telling us about XYZ Project, telling us about you, what you do. OK. Uh, started Project XYZ in 2002. Mm -hmm. At that time, um, I was a single mom, yeah. and I was looking away to make extra income. So I was working nights and weekends doing consulting work um, mm -hmm. in the healthcare IT arena, which is where Project Swayze got started. Mm -hmm. And um, it came a day where I had a company that called and said, hey, I need you to come and work for us full time. I'm like, mm -hmm. I got a baby to take care of. I got yeah. benefits at this job I got. Right. I had to truly step out on faith to do yeah. this. Yeah. So I called Larry, who I was dating at the time. We weren't married yet, and mm -hmm. said, hey, I've got this opportunity for them to work for them full time. And they said, but you need to be an entity, not an individual. Mm -hmm. So he had this shell set up for a project he was working on called Project XYZ. Mm -hmm. And we took that shell and started working. And I, like I said, stepped out on faith. Stepped and out on faith. It was, it was a, it was a faith walk because it was something I'd never run a business. I had mm -hmm. never done anything like that before. Never ran a business? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I knew that it was something I had to do mm -hmm. if I wanted to continue to grow. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's uh, turned into now from me single in the house mm -hmm. to uh, married, family with uh, over 100 employees. That's amazing. So, yeah. And worldwide. Yes, definitely. You're not just here in Louisville. You don't just service individuals in, mm -hmm. in, sorry, in Huntsville. <laughs> you are, you know, a global company. We are. We've got employees all over the world. I just actually just got back not too long ago from a trip to Egypt to visit our employees and visit some customers over there. So okay. it's one of those things where something that started off small has grown bigger than anything that we could have anticipated. So yeah. I know it's... Um, it's uh, divine intervention because it it's divine. nothing that I could have done or even imagined. Imagine, and that's what's interesting. So tell me what XYZ does, Project XYZ does. We call ourselves a diversified operating company. Okay. Um, we say that with our biggest sector right now is in the government arena. So mm -hmm. everybody looks at it as a government contractor, but not realizing that we have several entities up under Project XYZ that does a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, we own real estate. We own uh, restaurants. We yeah. own... Um, we're partnered with a hair care company. We've, we've got several things that are up under Project XYZ, and we're actually in the process right now that we're about to close on where we're going to go into the manufacturing industry. Really? You know, for years, we've been looking at ways to get in the automotive industry, which is mm -hmm. growing here yes, in Alabama. Yes, so we've got an opportunity to do that. So we're truly diversifying mm -hmm. our things, but all of them are linked together. You yeah. know, we're doing manufacturing for the government, so now we'll be doing it for the automotive industry. That's so it's just one of those things where it all kind of works together mm -hmm. seamlessly, yeah. but from the outside, people just see us as a government contractor. A job, so. a contractor. <laughs> and, and, you know, for our listeners, government contractors are individuals that... The government 
branches of the military Correct. typically contract to do a, part, a, a specific service. I know you all focus in logistics and things mm -hmm. like that, energy. What do you all provide the U.S. government in those sectors? Um, well, we do engineering, which is we work a lot on the missile systems, the Hawk and Shaft in particular, mm -hmm. and we do reverse engineering on those missiles because they were created back in the 50s. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, so there's no vendor, well the vendors, one of them no longer supports. Mm -hmm. So we're the, basically the depot for the government to actually do all the repossession, excuse my repossession. <laughs> <laughs> Told right. you a lot of editing. <laughs> That's um, we do a lot of work for the government to actually be the depot for them. We mm -hmm. go in and actually do a lot of the refurb of a lot of the old parts and yeah. kind of supply them back to the government and to the customers that are still using those missile systems. So it's uh, true life cycle support for them. We do the logistics as far as housing all those parts mm -hmm. to actually doing the training for the individuals on how to use those parts. On how to use those parts. So That's really interesting mm -hmm. because, you know, often we worry about where our tax dollars go. Yes. We're like, now, <laughs> am I helping you to blow things up? And you're like, no. No. <laughs> it's always been this. I'm helping to refurbish them when we need them. We will have them to keep our, our, our government safe. Yeah, no. and these particular ones are even out of the, the U.S. government's inventory. That's what we're working with our, some of our foreign partners to actually help supply them with the things that they need. So yeah. it's not just defending us. It's helping mm -hmm. defend some of our partners throughout awesome. the world. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So diversifying your business, mm -hmm. how did you decide? You, you listed a few things that mm -hmm. you're into. Real estate? I can see that. Alabama is beautiful. I it love, is. I really love being here. It's a peace and a calm that comes along with just mm -hmm. the red dirt and earth that's yes. here. About red clay. That's it, man. <laughs> but there's a lot of space. So yes. real estate, I can understand. Restaurant and hair care? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a couple years ago, being part of the real estate, me and Larry actually purchased the BizTech building. And BizTech is Huntsville's wow, I remember oldest, that. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's Huntsville's oldest incubator. Mm -hmm. And when we first purchased the building, we were looking at it as another home for Project XYZ. Mm -hmm. And we decided, um, once we got into it, we realized that BizTech is still needed and people still yeah. wanted those resources. Yeah. Um, being that, you know, this is an entrepreneurial kind of city, mm -hmm. people wanted the resources to help them become entrepreneurs. So Larry became the CEO of BizTech. Mm -hmm. And through that, we've met tons of people throughout the community and different opportunities have come our way. Some of them we've just helped and some of them mm -hmm. we've invested in. Right. So it's been that combination of the two that's kind of allowed us to see all the different things that are going on here in the community and where we want to get in plugged where in. Where do you want to get plugged in? Mm -hmm. And then you can see this sectors that you say, I have a personal investment in this. Mm -hmm. I love to eat. Yes. <laughs> and I've got gorgeous hair. And so it makes sense. You it know, does. is that how yeah. you decided, like, these things make sense for me to invest in? Is that how you decided your investment um, opportunities? It's the company and then also the person, too. Yes. A lot of people have got great ideas, mm -hmm. but you've got to make sure it's the right fit for who you want to invest so in because, you know, it's like a marriage. Whenever you invest in somebody, you're truly one of those, you're partner with them. Yeah. So you've got to make sure it's a good synergy between the two and both of you are on the same page. So yeah. we've helped a lot of companies. And the ones we've invested in are probably the ones we've had the most closest relationship to, to expand yeah, further. To expand further. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier in 2002, whenever you first started, that mm -hmm. you were not a business owner. No. That you never ran a business, <laughs> things like that. I feel a failure report in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like, There's a couple of them in there. I can think of a few. <laughs> but, I mean, can you think of a time where you were like, I am now the CEO of this company, mm -hmm. and I'm responsible for, I'm sure you started out with a, an employee, mm -hmm. and then you went to a few, and then you went to, you know. What happened? How was that transition? Um, it's still a prayer every night that, because I always pray the decisions that I make, because mm -hmm. I know it's not only affecting my family's yeah. lives, it's affecting the lives of all their employees. Sure. So my prayer is just always to make sure the decisions we make are beneficial to us and anybody that we're involved in. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant worry, it's a constant thing, because 
you don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize yeah. the company. Yeah. Nevertheless, you definitely don't want to jeopardize your employees because they've got trust in you too. So it's that constant battle or constant juggle to make sure we're making the right decisions. Yeah, so. and it's, it, it, it is. It, it never stops. You know, no. I can imagine you do stay prayed up or on your knees often mm-hmm. because if I don't make this right decision, this person is getting married, this person, you start being invested in yes. their futures and you're mm-hmm. saying, I've got to make these things happen so that these individuals can continue to live. And it's a big responsibility. It is. We take for granted, I feel as if we take often take for granted the responsibility that business owners have, even if it's McDonald's and that's your employee. They have to be able to open their doors every single day and they need you to help them Correct. to feed you and not just you, the other individuals mm-hmm. that they, they, they employ. It's a big responsibility. It is. How did you feel walking into that and saying, <laughs> never done this before? What was in you that made you feel like, but I can? Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's that internal thing of thinking, okay, if I'm making the right decisions and making the right judgments, then you can't fail kind of thing. Even though you make some that you're thinking later, I shouldn't have done some of those right, things. Right. But you're always conscious of that. So when you're conscious of it, I think it makes you more wiser to the fact that the things that you do affect others. Yeah. It's not just a whim that you go out and do these things and sure. not realizing the effect it's going to have. Join Effort Business and Marketing Consulting specializes in finding solutions for startups, small businesses, and nonprofits. We offer branding, marketing, social media management, development, and capacity building consulting services to companies who are just starting out or need help taking their business to the next level. Please contact us online for a consultation at joineffortllc.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at joineffortllc. It's still a daily battle. A gut check. You yeah. have to, but you know what's also beautiful is that you have a business partner that's also your life partner. Yes. And that makes that changes a lot of things. You know, the dynamic is not just that I can make these decisions on my own. You can tap the person that knows every single part of your business. It mm-hmm. sounds like helps you start it, you know, having that mm-hmm. shell already established to say, what do you think we should do? Should we do this? Is this a wise investment? How's that worked? Because a lot of people say, can't work with my spouse. Um, well, it's great because, awesome. well, it's great now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Larry, I mean, we're totally opposites on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So we've learned to be our yin and yang to each other. Yeah. Where he's good at, I'm not so good. Where I, he's not so good at, I'm good. So we've learned to balance that. Yeah. And when we first got started, we're both IT people. So when mm-hmm. we first got started, we both decided who was going to work on a project. Mm-hmm. Because we went in both thinking we we're going to lead. It didn't work it too well. It's not going to work out. So <laughs> we just learned throughout the years what each other are, are good at and kind of just grown from that and figured out the best ways to handle it. So mm-hmm. he's a business finance guy, so all the financials and stuff that he handles. Yeah. Where is it out, going out, doing the marketing and things of like that, that's where I feel comfortable right. at. So we just find where we are good at and work mm-hmm. on from that perspective. Yeah. And it's great to have the ideas to bounce sure. off of too. Sure. We've just got to learn not to take it home sometime and that did not always, I was yeah. because <laughs> it seems like breakfast would be interesting, yeah. you know, especially with the dole of responsibilities, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like who does this, who does that? I, and I have a horrible habit when I come home, uh, my husband asks me how my day is and I say it's fine because <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to relive it. I don't want to talk about it. And it's just fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> how is that knowing that he knows the fine's not the answer. You know, today we had to fire somebody we've been with for a while, or this contract fell through, or this bid didn't come out the way we wanted, or they're trying to... How does that work? 
Um, we, like I said, it's that yin yang kind of thing. Our part, people that are thinking about <laughs> business partnering with their partners. Yeah. yeah. How no. does that work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good though. You just got to find that balance between the two of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we do bring it home. I mean, yeah. there's no way not yeah, to because sure. we've got to coordinate. Even, you know, we've got a young child, we've got a 10 year old, so we've yeah. got to coordinate everything that we do around her schedule and make yeah. sure we never neglect that portion of our lives mm -hmm. too. So it's that constant balance of things. Um, but we also realize that the business has got to do too. So we, one of us has got to make sacrifices sometime yeah. to make sure like if something happened right now and the school called, one of us would drop everything we're doing to go get her from school. Yeah, yeah. So it's that balance. That it's balance. just a constant balance. You know, we're talking about personal life and as a business owner mm -hmm. and being a woman, there is, you know, this is a lot of ideas around self-care, yeah. you know, um, what do you, how do you do it? I mean, I, I need some <laughs> advice, honestly, because maybe I don't handle it so well. I can't confirm it. Uh, I'm working on it. it. It's, it's, it's a juggle. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. there's times, you know, of course, I love to be in the gym every day and all that sure. kind of stuff. And I, I realize I don't take that time sometime for myself mm -hmm. and I've got to do a better job of that. But it's, yeah. it's a constant juggle. I keep telling myself, OK, let's get through this hump. And then we can be ready to do some other things, but yeah. then another hop will come. Another <laughs> right, because that's how life is. It, if it is. Just, I, I was listening to someone say, I don't know which one I'm in, an ebb or the flow, mm -hmm. but either it's one, it's always moving. <laughs> yeah, it's moving. <laughs> I don't know which one is good. Is it the ebb that's good or the flow that's good? But it is. It's fluid. Yeah. And there's never a time where you just say, now I can take care of myself. Now I can sit back and do these things. But if there is a one thing that you do as far as just taking care of you, what mm -hmm. is that one thing? Um, I gotta have a little quiet time. Okay. In my quiet time, my husband laughs. You know, most people want to go read or do something. I literally put on my audio book, put mm -hmm. my headphones on, mm -hmm. and tune everybody out for a little while. Yeah. And it's not always educational yeah. books. It's just sometimes trashy novels. It's sure. just, <laughs> but yeah. it's my little indulgence for myself. It's mm -hmm. just a little quiet time that yeah. I find to, to kind of unwind. Mm -hmm. I watch TV, and yeah. you, you said trashy novels. Ratchet TV. Yeah. Though, if they're not pulling hair or throwing drinks across the table, I'm kind of not interested. Yeah. I watch Nothing it. you got to pay attention to if you don't even want to. Not invested. <laughs> it rolls right over me. I can't tell you the characters, the people, and who they're involved. I don't follow them on Instagram. I watch it with my mouth open and my eyes glazed over, and then I'm done. And yeah. I'm just, it's like you tune out, and mm -hmm. that's what I need. And then I can, I, I get my best ideas. It's kind of like a, that's my meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I try to meditate, and I'm always like, I could be doing so much stuff right now. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I don't here. know how to quiet my mind enough to meditate. I tried. I tried but they I were tried. like, close your mind. I'm like, I don't know how. I, don't, I can't. I can't shut it off. I so. can't. I had <laughs> one person, great friend of mine, who was actually able to get me to go there. And it was just because I trusted her. And so I, was allow I allowed myself to go into a space where my mind didn't speak anymore. And I think that trust in meditation is important, especially if it's guided yeah. meditation. Mm -hmm. It's important. It happened once. It's never happened again. I'm going to hold I on to that one. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever happen again. <laughs> So, you know, you talked about being a single mother, mm -hmm. starting a business, being a, a partner with your with your now husband. Mm -hmm. um, now you have a young daughter and now you have a world global brand. I would love to know about managing this global brand. <laughs> Company employees in Egypt, mm -hmm. you know, places here. What do you do? How do you do that part? You know, is it that... You know, what is like that secret sauce that you have that helps you to be all the places that you need to be? And I've got a great that. team. I mean, there's no way that me or Larry could do this by ourselves. Yeah. We've got a great team of folks that we bring in, that we trust, that are truly part of the core team. Mm -hmm. And they help us do that. I mean, yeah. there's no way that we could just manage all this by ourselves. Yeah. So we've just got to learn to trust certain people and learn to delegate. I'm learning that one. 
Because it's been so, years, and you've is. been still learning to delegate. That's important to mention. You know it what is. I mean? Because we do think that you just you, because I'm a boss, I know how to do this. No, I'm still learning how to do it. No, and then brain people, they're like they say, smarter than you in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm not a very good accountant. Luckily, Larry's good at the numbers and yeah. stuff, but we also realize he can't do it all. So you sure. bring in a great person as a CFO to help manage those type of things. Mm-hmm. So you find people that are good at what they do mm-hmm. and empower them to do that and, and give them the resources and tools that they need to, to do those kind of things. Yeah, so. yeah. I get this question a lot. Okay. Who's your first hire? In a business like you have now, mm-hmm. you look back on this. You're saying, <laughs> my first hire was a this, you know what I mean? Was a driver. Okay, I could have done without the driver. <laughs> my first hire was my husband. That's it. First hire was I sleep with every night. I, that was, that's how I, that's the best He was, he was, he was, no, I was employee number one. He was employee number, number two. two. I mean, uh, all the other people that we had, they weren't necessarily um, hires at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we would bring in different consultants when we mm-hmm. needed certain things. Mm-hmm. But the number two employee on the books is, is my is, husband. Is, is, yeah. is Bay. That's yeah. great. <laughs> so, you mean outside of that, you know, is it that you need a great assistant or is it someone mm-hmm. in and accounting, you know what I mean? Like, where did you find that I needed this thing before I said I need these other pieces? Um, the next person that we hired was somebody that um, was billable. Yeah. Somebody that we need, somebody to fill or help us fill a contract. Okay. So we hired that person with that special skill set to help fill the needs for that particular contract. Um, because we were the HR, we were the IT, mm-hmm. we were the, um, you know, the Whatever. Everything. Hiring, firing. We did all that. (laughs) And for years we did that. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't actually hire people in those specific areas until it got to the point where we couldn't manage it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's been within recent years. So our core team is still very small. We run very lean just because we want to make sure we're utilizing the dollars to the best and good stewards of it. But then also, too, you don't want a whole lot of people in the day-to-day, they don't need to be. Yeah. So we're trying to make sure that we've just got the right number of people at the right time. At the right time. Yeah. And that is a gut check. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes you just saying, this is what I need to be able to feel to be my very best. Because I've yep. seen, I've done it, mm-hmm. and I've seen other individuals not hire fast enough. Yes. You know what I mean? So there's a, there's a certain thing of hiring too quick, and the mm-hmm. person's kind of twiddling their thumbs, mm-hmm. and then there's not hiring fast enough. How did you gauge that? Like, when did you know... Okay. Is it is it like I'm now overworked? Or mm-hmm. what happened where you hit a wall and you knew? I think it was one of those things where we realized um, each year we kind of lay out a strategic plan of what we were going to do. We have a strategic and, plan. That's yeah. great. And yeah. then we try to see, okay, these are the areas we're trying to grow in and this is what we do. And to be able to do those things, we need this type of skill set and these type of people. So we kind of strategically sit down and kind of decide, okay, we want to grow in this area, so we need to find somebody that's expertise over here. Mm-hmm. If we're going in this area, we need to find that expertise over here. And then as far as with the core group of people, if it gets to the point where, like I said, we couldn't handle it, then we bring those people in. Like mm-hmm. HR rules are changing every day. Every day. Can't keep up with them. So we had to bring in an HR manager mm-hmm. and stuff like that to help manage you know, you only can sure. do so much. Yeah. So. We're just learning as we go. As you go. And yeah. building as you go. I got an email about Safe Harbor rules changing. Oh, yeah. Like, they are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to interpret this. You know, what is happening here? And there's people that are passionate about that kind sure, of stuff. Sure. So I let them do what they do. Because it's not my passion. <laughs> no. It makes me roll my eyes. I'm like, I don't know the answer. Um, you know, we were talking about you diversifying your business. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you've gotten into something that you thought you were going to really love and you didn't? Would it, tell me about that. Has that ever occurred? Leading in Color is a podcast hosted by Dion Stokes, founder of Joint Effort, business marketing consulting, and me, Marta Miranda Straub, founder of Catapult Now, an organization and leadership development and training firm. 
We thrive on engaging in raw, courageous conversations and topics that unpack systems of oppression that impact leaders at the margins of white, patriarchal culture. So I went to the protest, and when I went to the protest, there weren't a lot of white faces in the crowd. And I thought, what's wrong with this scenario? Because, you know, people have been organizing around all these issues, and in the, the white activist community there was this question, why don't black people join our movements? Right, as opposed to, why aren't we at the table in their movement? We are passionate about naming and dismantling the barriers of implicit bias, raising consciousness, and forging new ways to think about leadership that does not replicate power over others and create transformational leadership models based on systems of liberation. Join Leading in Color. Join the revolution. Well, I think since we've been kind of strategic in what we've been doing, we hadn't really gone after certain things that we didn't necessarily want to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of contracts that we've won that may not have been in the area we thought, but we've kind of worked them into the, the fold of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's truly one of those things where we've just kind of grown the way we wanted to grow. We yeah. hadn't really ventured out in too many areas right. that we didn't want to be no in. No so. rabbit holes. That's a blessing. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've gone down some rabbit holes, but they were, we thought they were the right holes, but. No, they weren't. You get in there, you're like, I don't want to be in here. Yes. You know, I, I wanted to, uh, to ask you, oh gosh, I hope I didn't lose my train of thought. That's okay. About when you get down those wrong rabbit holes, yeah, how do you back out? You know, <laughs> because, you know, I'm the one that gets in that rabbit hole and says, well, I'm here. Let's mm-hmm. make the very best of it. Or even this is what it was more specifically was going after everything because everything looks shiny. Yep. You know, how do you not do that in business? Because we get, you know, if it's not your niche, if it's not in your field, mm-hmm. what have you done to kind of mitigate that from um, happening personally? Well, we've kind of made sure that we... It's something we wanted to do first mm-hmm. and then try to make sure we can handle it. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. I mean... Yeah, it's great to win a lot of work and stuff, but you got to be able to handle it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the infrastructure you've got in place and mm-hmm. your your lines of credit and all that stuff has got to be in place or it could hurt you to get sure. something that big. So we've just been trying to make sure we've strategically done those things mm-hmm. to make sure we don't run into those. I mean, sometimes you'll go down a hole and realize, okay, you got to make that decision. Okay, that hole's not going to get mm-hmm. any better. So do you cut your losses and pull back out mm-hmm. or do you try to figure out a way to bring it through? And we've done it both ways. There's some things yeah. we've invested in and be like, okay, time to pull out, time cut our out. losses. Yeah. And then some we're like, okay, if we put a little bit more time and effort in this, we can turn it around. Mm-hmm. So we've had both of those situations and learned from both of those situations. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then been able to fix it. Yeah. You live in Huntsville. Business is built here. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about leaving? No, this is home. I was born and raised here. Really? This is I home didn't to realize me. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I lived right after um, my first divorce um, from my uh, first husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. That part. Um, I needed a, a break. I needed to get yeah. away. Um, so I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I moved to Birmingham, but still end up coming back home because this yeah. is home. This is where roots are. This is where family is. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of 10. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. It's a bunch You're of us. Southern girl. I'm a, For real. I'm a Southern belle <laughs> if there ever was one. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just been one of those things where this is home and where I feel the most um, treasured, the most yeah. ingrained, the most yeah. everything. So yeah. can't imagine being anywhere Still else. Still diversify other places. Oh, yeah, I can have businesses and companies and have investments in other places, but mm-hmm. this is still a home this base. This is still a home base. Mm-hmm. A lot of individuals have a hard time 
building businesses, large businesses in small arenas. Mm -hmm. Because you're a big fish in a little pond. I love watching you say, keynoting here, speaking there, president <laughs> of this board, because you are a large fish mm -hmm. here. I would love to know that some of the boards that you sit on and why, how do you make board decisions? You know, just because you're asked doesn't mean that you should sit on a board. How do you make those decisions? Um, there's got to be a passion to it because yeah. any board that I sit on, I want to make sure that I can give something to that board and be some kind of resource to that board, mm -hmm. not just to be sitting on a board sure. for namesake. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the board meet their mission, and it doesn't help me achieve any of the goals I'm trying to. So yeah. the biggest board, I think, um, that I was just finished, uh, 2019, I was the chairman for the Huntsville-Madison County Chamber of Commerce. Yes, which is and I was the first African-American woman to hold that role. In and, 2019. In 2019. And, and it's still breaking been, barriers. That's yeah. amazing. And it was 2000, so it had been almost 20 years since African American had even held it. Wow. So to be the first African American woman to hold that, that was important to me. Okay. And I wanted to make sure I did it to the best of my abilities. I probably overextended myself sometimes, <laughs> but it was because I wanted to make sure I was doing the best job possible yeah. in that role. And then as far as like Hills and the National Children's Advocacy Center, mm -hmm. all those different boards, it's because I'm passionate about what's going on in those and their mission. So mm -hmm. I get involved where I think I can make a difference. Where you can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Can you speak just briefly on how sitting on a board's a board helps your personal career mm -hmm. because National Children's Advocacy, engineering, contract, logistics, they don't play in the same <laughs> sandbox. How does it, is it, are you looking for an opportunity to help your business grow and scale? Or is it truly that I'm just passionate about this work and that's what I would like to do? It's a combination of both. You want to make sure that that agency that you're on the board for is thriving and growing. Mm -hmm. And you, as the president of those boards, actually get to see what's going on inside those yeah, agencies. Yeah. And then you can take some of that knowledge and help with what you're doing in the business side. You can help bring other businesses in to help them fulfill their mission and stuff, too. So the two coincide. Mm -hmm. I can't say that it helped my business to be on that board, right. but me being on that board and being a business person helped that help that um, nonprofit. Help that nonprofit. Because it was able to bring my colleagues from the business side plus mm -hmm. the knowledge and stuff that I had from business side to help them to continue to grow. Yeah. Do you require any of your executives to actually sit on boards or be active in, in the community and things mm -hmm. like that? I know that you <laughs> I'm just, I may know the answer because this is something that I am very passionate mm -hmm. about. It's whenever you give back or you not require, but you ask that your Correct. employees uh, have the heart, a philanthropic heart. It's important. It's important to them. It's important to the business. It's a social cause that you may be passionate about. What made you make that decision? And when did you make that decision in business? Well, I think it's one of those things where I'm passionate about it. And, you know, so whenever I'm volunteer for a board and there's the heart walk coming up, yeah. I call all the employees like, hey. That's what we're doing. That's <laughs> what we're doing. As, as they say, sometimes I kind of voluntold, not volunteer, <laughs> yeah, right. voluntold some of them. Mm -hmm. But it's still one of those things that they see that I'm passionate about. It's kind of lead by example kind of thing. Example, so yeah. I think that, um, and, and Larry also is involved in a lot of boards and the yeah. president of those boards too. So I think they see it from a leadership kind of perspective. So they realize it's kind of one of those things they expect. Yeah. If we could take the time to do it, then we so would expect you. you to. Mm -hmm. So can you. That's amazing. I love no. that. Um, so we are going to get into our rapid fire segment. Uh -oh. I know. <laughs> so let me find it. We're going to have to edit this part. It's okay. Um, I, you're so great at answering questions. I could talk to you forever because I'm so interested in, you know, even, even, you know, and maybe I need to ask this about going after bids. Have you found a place that is easier to identify bidding opportunities or is it, you know, you said I do IT and things like that. How do you, I, how do you do that? You know what I mean? And have you actually found, and this is a question that I just mm -hmm. have, have you found that it's easiest to 
be certified as a woman business owner or do you do 8A or what are some of those things for, you know, so for, in, that's more of an in-depth conversation for individuals who are interested in doing government contracting. Mm-hmm. But I know a contractor here who does um, the labels or the stitching on mm-hmm. uniforms mm-hmm. for the U.S. Army. She does it on, you know, like their name tags and name badges. So it's not like I need to be in IT to be a contractor. I have another friend that washes the outside of vans mm-hmm. and actually does wash up every single day. They wash and provide you know, exterior maintenance for vehicles. So it's not that I need to be in IT or things like no. that to be a contractor. There's, there's tons of areas. Yeah. I mean, you got to think AMC, which is the Army mm-hmm. Material Command, mm-hmm. everything from the pencil to a plane yeah. goes through that agency. Yeah. So yeah. anything that the Army needs, they're going to need contractors to supply it for them. Mm-hmm. So whatever industry you're in, whether yeah. you're doing from maintenance all the way up to buying, like I said, buying a pencil mm-hmm. or doing maintenance on a plane. Yeah. All that stuff got has to go through the government's got to provide it to the the you know the soldiers downfield. So yeah. you just whatever it is, whatever you can provide. it is. Yeah. Because I think I've heard, I've, I not think I've heard individuals say that they don't feel as if it's necessary for their business growth and development mm-hmm. to be you know either eight A or contractor or things like that. Because I do hair. Then I meet a young lady who does all the hair and the makeup for the times that anyone in, within the military is on camera. Exactly. <laughs> and she's tapped every single time that they need it. And that's quite often. Um, and she's built a complete business around that. So it is. It's important for individuals to know that there are opportunities out mm-hmm. there where you can do more like, I guess, B2B as opposed to B2C business yep. with individuals because the, the, our U.S. government is always going to need individuals, and especially yeah. strong minority individuals, <laughs> specifically women, because uh, we just do it better. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you were talking a minute ago about the 8A program, we started yes. off as an 8A company. We Wonderful. grew up out of that program, mm-hmm. and it, but it gave us a good stability at the beginning because it gave us an opportunity we might not have beforehand. Yes. Yes. So it gave us an end with the customer to say, hey, we're an 8A company, so they can contract with us a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And it gave us a good chance to build up our base, our good past performance so now we're able to bid on the bigger contracts so it was a great program to get us um get us started and And you can stay in the program for nine years nine years Mm -hmm. and then and like you said it helps you be able to identify those Mm -hmm. those opportunities easier and they do provide support is that correct um they do to a certain extent i mean Mm -hmm. they basically give you some leeway as far as how to get the database certification Mm -hmm. i mean it's sba that you work with to go through that whole um, program and sba is there but of course they can't say hey you're going to get a government contract Right. just because you're an 8A company, but it does give you the good base to be able to go talk to customers and say, hey, I've got this certification, yeah. so I've gone through the process to at least be certified to do mm-hmm. this kind of work. And it lets you know that I'm serious about what I do. Exactly. Not flight by night. I'm not going to just be here for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a lengthy process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just, you know, I decided to do this today. Correct. No, <laughs> at all. Um, I remember where my questions are now. I've got too many apps. Here we go. You're like mine. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> like, where is it now? Now I need to find um, rapid fire questions on stock paper, please. Going through a task order that I had. Here we go. And now <laughs> they gave me the list. <clears throat> okay. My favorite question. Okay. This is just to get to know a little bit more about you. <laughs> on vacation, beach mm-hmm. or mountains? Beach. I love to go put my feet in some sand. In some water. Mm-hmm. Favorite summer activity? Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fun? 
I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I have to admit, we took a vacation a couple years ago. We went mm-hmm. to Disney. Um, oh, yeah. It took a Disney cruise, so that was the first one we've done in a long time. But we hadn't slowed down enough to really to do, do it. A yeah, yeah. Let's do a lot. <laughs> so that puts it at the top of mind. Like summer's coming. We gotta yeah, get this. Yeah, I have to think if about. If you one. didn't own XYZ Project, what mm-hmm. would be your dream job? Um, <laughs> my funny story is I actually went all the way through nursing school thinking I wanted to be a nurse Isn't that amazing? And, uh, and then realized I didn't want to do that. So I went back and got a computer science degree. Mm-hmm. So for the longest, I thought that's what I wanted to be. The Ambition Planner was mindfully curated for the ambitious woman of faith. As a CEO and founder of multiple companies from a forensic marketing agency to a tech company, my days and schedule are full. As a woman of faith, it was very, very important to me to be able to find a planner that encompassed all of the things that I was looking for. Starting my day spiritually centered, being able to think about the things that I was grateful for in a culturally inclusive planner, I just could not find it. So I created the Ambition Planner. is to empower women of faith by organizing their day with a planner that offers spiritual guidance, boosts productivity, and helps identify and obtain their daily goals. The purpose of the Ambition Planner is to provide a sacred space for women to plan their day, set their goals and intentions while staying spiritually centered and productivity driven. The Ambition Planner's vision is to become every woman's most valuable productivity resource. Purchase the Ambition Planner at theambitionplanner.com there you'll be able to pick your planner, your cover, and the best thing is, is our planners are broken down into quarters. Therefore, quarter three is just around the corner. Again, for more information, visit our website at theambitionplanner.com and start on your ambitious journey today. It is so interesting how many individuals, and I know you've met plenty, mm-hmm. who were like, I thought I wanted, I wanted to be a neurologist mm-hmm. forever. Got all, all the way to Oakwood University, studied biochem, saw a cadaver. <laughs> like, no, sorry. Oh, they, people die? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I and that's, that's my best advice to anybody. Yeah. Go experience mm-hmm. what you're going to be going through do before it. you make all that decision. Because I actually started working in the hospital, doing my clinicals, and realized mm-hmm. I can't do this every day. This. Not so every day. I would advise everybody to do that. Yeah. Find some type of internship or something yeah, to make sure. Yeah, are important for that something very reason. Because, girl, I saw that. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> three words that would just describe yourself in three words. Um, funny? Mm-hmm. Caring. Yes. And um, lovable. Lovable. I love that. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time. This is funny. She's like, uh-oh. <laughs> My husband's going to laugh at this, but Jane Eyre. I am. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he hates those movies. <laughs> but I love it. And for those that you can't see, he's sitting over there. When yes. I said that, he was like, uh. <laughs> hates those movies, but I will sit there and binge watch all those old type of movies like that. Love them. Love them. (laughs) uh, Your morning beverage, coffee or tea? Tea. Most definitely. Black. Green. Earl. Green tea. Green tea. Love it. Um, If you were on a TV, a 90s TV sitcom, (laughs) what TV show would it be? (laughs) A different world, girl. (laughs) I'm Jaleesa. I mean, I'm having fun. Oh, um, I'm Whitley. You Whitley? That's right. You're off on sale. <laughs> I love it. And you own a superhero-themed restaurant. Yes. Or your partner yeah. uh, in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who's your favorite superhero? 
Uh, I like them all, though. But, of course, you know, you got to be a Wonder Woman. That's it. I got to be a Wonder Woman. Or, you know, I think if it was Captain America was a, yeah. you a know. female, yeah. you'd be one of her. That mm-hmm. shield is pretty dope. Yeah. Thank you so much for <laughs> answering those fun questions. So it's time for shameless shout-outs. Okay. It's this time that I love for you to say, follow me here, like me there, I'm doing this, be on the lookout for that. Like I said, you have a, a superhero-themed uh, restaurant that you're an investor in. Super Chef's one of my absolute favorite restaurants. Um, it was started in... Columbus, mm-hmm. then in, I introduced was introduced in Louisville. In Louisville. Uh-huh. Now they've branched down in the Alabama. So, uh, but other than that, shameless shoutouts. I know you got plenty. <laughs> we do. Well, projectsyz.com. I always can find out what's going on and talk about all the different entities and stuff we've got going there. Yes. Um, you can always reach me at kimcaudellewis.com Lew- Kim mm-hmm. is just where I've kind of branded myself and kind of getting out there to let folks know what we've got going on. Yeah. And um, Kim Cottle Lewis is all my handles on everything. On so everything. Yeah. So follow you everywhere. Yeah. Love that. I love that. I'll, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can you do that shout out again? That ambulance. Okay. Yeah, what did you say, Larry? You were doing something? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. We didn't talk about that at all. Radio? Yeah. The TV station. Let's go back. Okay. So wait a second. I, I can't. I would be remiss if I didn't mention a TV station I heard you say. So in the shameless shout-outs, you own a TV station network? What is this? Tell me yeah, about it. Um, a couple months ago, it was probably last summer, so we were meeting with um, some of you here in Huntsville may remember Jamie Cooper back in the day, yes. the country rover. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his wife, Gloria, had a TV station over in Athens, mm-hmm. and they approached us and see if we were interested in purchasing it. So at the end of last year, me and Larry became the owners of WTZT, That's which amazing. is Channel. 11 and you know we're one of the few minority tv station owners in the country yeah um and i think maybe one of two that are here in the state of alabama so we are using it um its tagline is local and loving it so we want to make sure that we are advertising and promoting everything local and getting people to know what's going on here in the north alabama area or Mm -hmm. throughout throughout the state because there's a lot of areas in the community that don't get heard don't get seen don't even get the news yeah um i think this is our chance to actually do that locally and show um, everybody what's going on what's going on here and there's so much talent here as far as television radio and the like so being able to tap you have you know, two HBCUs, three HBCUs yes. in one city. It's a very mm-hmm. special thing. Then you have University of Alabama in, mm-hmm. in Huntsville, North, North Alabama, here. Mm-hmm. Education, educated individuals. Correct. You're, you're, at, your, you're at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing because coming, you know, living in a space where maybe that is not as accessible, it's, it's difficult. Yes. It's something I had to get used to, definitely. <laughs> now there's a dog. <laughs> It's always, we were in Nashville recording and we're at this beautiful hotel and I don't know, I feel like something bad, really bad happened. Every ambulance in the city was like, fire truck, da, 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 da. and for some reason we just decided just to keep rolling and it was just like, no. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't. We start talking louder like, and then. <laughs> Shameless shout outs, plugs everywhere. Kim, what did you say? Kim Coddle Lewis. Dot com. Dot com. And as your handles on all platforms all so we can find you there. Public speaker, inspirational speaker, keynote across the board. I love hearing you speak about your journey, your life, going from a single parent to finding love, to being a business partner, to having a beautiful family. Uh, it's, insp- it's inspirational. Thank you so much. No, thank for, you. I just, I can't and congratulations you to you. This is thank actually you. pretty amazing, like I said, for I you to, to do this yeah. and to show 
the vulnerable side of people and yeah. that it's, it's doable. It is. It is doable. And it's going to hurt. You're going to fall down. And it's mm-hmm. going to gonna suck a lot of days, but it's worth it in the end. So I appreciate you sharing your failure report. Thank you for Absolutely. asking me. Thank you, guys. Thank you to those who sponsored and supported this episode. And the biggest thank you to Sophia Mobley Photography and Videography for being the dopest producer, sound engineer, and editor in the land. Please like, share, and subscribe at The Failure Report on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, Instagram, IGTV, and on Twitter at Report Failure since The Failure Report was taken. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, or wherever you consume content. To get notifications on our upcoming episodes, please visit our website at thefailurereport.org. There you can subscribe to become a fellow failure and get access to our blog and merchandise. We have things like mugs, t-shirts, notepads, you know, all the things. I'm Dion Stokes. Thanks so much for listening.